0: Head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy! Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey everyone, I'm your host Marcus and joining me today we got Jack. Welcome back to the show. Hey, it's great to be on again. Yeah, man. Um, More reading of your stuff, so that's good. Yeah, always fun. Uh, Today we are reading a story called The
1: Dark Suns. Uh, Do you want to give us a little teaser? Uh, Yeah, it's uh, Space Marine chapter. Ooh. So, okay. yeah, this one's less story, more like Codex entry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, too. There's 12 pages. So, this we will probably record some tonight, and then uh, we'll release another episode. So,
1: uh, yeah, everyone
0: listening, you can be ready for two episodes of this. So, woo. Woo.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. All, I, always great to get plenty of content. Got to <laughs> yeah. milk this thing dry. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I would have to write stuff. Oh, shit. Oh, no, that's that's the worst. And you actually have to come up with your your own content. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Cool. Yeah,
0: let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, The Dark Suns summary. The Dark Suns are a loyalist Astartes chapter and a successor to the Dark Angels. They remain as part of the Unforgiven and actively participate in locating and punishing the members of the Fallen. They are currently located in the Fortress Monastery on the dwarf planet Dolorium. They have participated in numerous Imperial Crusades, wars, and conflicts. Their location is in a small sector, less than 1,000 light years from the Eye of Terror in the Segmentum Obscurus, had led to several small clashes with demons, traitors, traitor Astartes,
1: and other forces of chaos throughout their history. Origins. Imperium records do not list which founding the Dark Suns were a part of. While there have been some investigations into this in the past, it seems that the missing data is more likely due to lost records or error than to a malicious attempt to cover up the chapter's origins. What Imperium scholars and Inquisitors are certain of is that the chapter had been established at the latest by the Third Founding, as the Dark Suns began to appear in Imperial records by that time. If the marines of the Dark Suns know what their true founding is, they have neglected to share the information with, with the numerous investigative teams sent to them with questions. Regardless, the chapter was founded by one of the earliest interrogator chaplains of the Dark Angels, Maximo Fiore. Fiore became a marine shortly before the Horus Heresy broke out, joining the First Legion during the waning days of the Great Crusade. He survived through the heresy and was with the Legion when it returned to Caliban, only to find their brothers had fallen and betray them as well. Fiore survived the battle and would later become an interrogator chaplain in the Dark Angels chapter. His methods of interrogation were often deemed too brutal, even for the Dark Angels, and he was repeatedly chided by Dark Angels' leadership. He remained a popular leader among the chapter battle brothers, and when a new founding was announced, either second or third, although the chapter could have been founded outside of these events, he was chosen to become its chapter master. While many would point to his excellent battle record and his great leadership as reasons for his selection, rumors persisted that he was given a chapter just to distance him from the Dark Angels' leadership, who no longer wanted to deal with his brutal interrogation chat- tactics.
0: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, I, I also like where you're going with this, just with tying it into the Dark Angels, because that is something you always pretty much got to do when you are Dark Angels successor is answer that
1: question. Are they answering to the Dark Angels? Have, have mm-hmm. they kind of fallen away? Um, yeah they're they're definitely members of the unforgiven and yeah. i really wanted them to be uh like again very early founding like probably yeah. second or third it yeah. doesn't really matter just some time, some in between that time so they would retain very close ties to them
0: yeah yeah and then you you threw in an actual dark angel as the first chapter master or whatever which also was a nice little touch to kind of carry on that legacy into the chapter just that tie mm. yeah nice Chapter Holdings The Dark Suns built their fortress monastery upon a rogue dwarf planet, Belicar, Object 127-774-1A, as designated by Imperial Astropass. It is more commonly known as Delorium, or its nickname, Little Caliban. After saving a Mechanicus forge world, the Grateful Tech Priest outfitted the dwarf planet with a massive warp engine and warp drive. Enabling the planet to slowly travel through space and make short jumps through the warp. The Dark Suns use this to patrol their home sector in the galactic northwest of the Eye of Terra. Their mobile fortress has led to some confusion over the chapter's status as a fleet-based chapter, with some imperial records reflecting the designation. The chapter itself would typically jump into a system and stay in orbit of the star of the system star for several years before jumping to a new location. The chapter's armory is very well uh, supplied by the Forge World, supplying the Dark Suns with the most recent power armor and bolter patterns. The chapter also has a small fleet to launch operations from. The Battle Barge Glorious Retribution, a smaller-than-average capital ship from the Great Crusade, serves as the flagship, while just over a dozen hunter-destroyers act as the main means of conveyance for the forces of the Dark Sun. Um, Okay, okay. At first, I wasn't sure if I liked Little Caliban, but... uh, I like that it jumps into a planet and then it's or into a system and then it stays there. It's kind of like stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like a technological limitation that makes that happen? Like, I, I I just picture this planet. If it's able to just jump all across the galaxy, it's just it's a lot, you know. But if there's like yeah, can only do it every ten years, that's how long it takes for like the the drives
1: to fire back up. It's way more kind of. I think it's, I don't know if it's so much that, I think it's more just, it's not, because it is like, you know, a dwarf planet, it's a lot harder for them to navigate through the warp with that than it would be a normal ship. Mm -hmm. Um, And probably, and they're they're not, they're certainly not traveling nearly as fast with it. And obviously going through the warp is never an easy or safe task. So they're, they're, they're only really making jumps with it when they, probably need to okay okay Uh yeah because like
0: even just with like geller fields to geller field an entire planet would be a lot there would be potentially areas on the planet that is not geller fielded properly and now is flooded with demons for the hot minute Mm -hmm. yeah so it's best to avoid that kind of oh okay yeah no i like i said at the beginning i wasn't super sure but i think it 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 came out where it wasn't too powerful you know it wasn't too mary sue yeah no this this thing is not
1: it's not jumping around all the time. They're yeah. probably, like I said, they're jumping into a, a system. Maybe if they're doing like a lot of operations in an area. Yeah, yeah. Um, they'll jump into that system and they'll be there for, like I said, years at a time. They may be there for decades.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. And then
1: if they, if something else is going on. And again, like I said, they're they're patrolling their sector, really. They're not mm. jumping all over the galaxy. They're staying kind of in the general area where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the the little Caliban thing is just kind of a I think it's more just to show they have very, yeah. very close ties yeah. to the Dark Angels. Uh, it's probably more, more commonly referred to as DeLorem. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't name. mind the actual nickname
0: itself. Like I, I yeah. thought it was a nice little tie in. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it's so it's is... very I wanted it to be very similar to The Rock and that The Rock is still able yeah. to kind of move around and be mobile as well. Yeah.
0: So this dwarf planet, does it have a population or is it exclusively a fortress monastery? It's exclusively a fortress monastery. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Small little fleet as well. Yep. Nice.
1: Yeah, I, want, I wanted to give them basically a means of transport transportation, but they're not a fleet-based chapter. Although yeah, yeah. there is confusion about that, of course, <laughs> in Imperial Records. Yeah, no, I
0: like that, it's cool, it's a cool little thing.
1: All right, gene seed. The Dark Sun's gene seed was initially supplied from the Dark Angel's gene faults. Initially stable, the Dark a- Suns exhibited no mutations and were often seen as one of the purest strains of the Dark Angel's progeny among their successor chapters. However, by M33, mutations had begun to appear among Dark Angel's battle brothers. The mutations in the gene seed were not guaranteed to occur, only appearing in 15% of Dark Sun's marines in M33. However, the lack of mutations among other Battle Brothers has led to accusations from other chapters that the Dark Sun's employed ch- Chimeric Gene Seed. Several investigations by the Inquisition, both discreet and overt, have proven that the chapter does not employ this technique in creating new marines. Rumors have persisted nonetheless, likely as a result of many chapters' continued ire towards the tarp suns. The mutations are not significant, almost always occurring in the neuroglottis, the vetris gland, or both. Marines will typically be unable to use these organs if they are mutated, although some unfortunate Marines have hyperactive organs. While these mutations are currently non-heretical and only occurred in a handful of Marines, the chapter sees them as a great source of shame, Interrogator chaplains are quick to punish any behavior they deem out of line for Marines with mutations. Also, Marines with mutations are never given leadership positions above sergeant, as they are seen as poor examples for their fellow battle brothers to follow since they carry the taint of mutation. If a squad fails in this task or battle brothers are killed, the mutated Marines are almost always blamed. They are also required to spend more time with their company chaplains to ensure they are free from any taint of chaos. Over time, the rate of mutation has steadily increased. When first observed in M33, the rate was approximately 15%. By M36, the rate had increased to 33%. By M41, the rate was at nearly 50% of all new Dark Suns Marines. The rate of mutation greatly concerns Dark Suns leadership and interrogator chaplains, as the pool of available unmutated Marines grows smaller with each passing generation. While mistreated within their own chapter, mutated Dark Suns that have served for extended periods and are recognized as excellent Astartes are often recommended by their leadership to join the Death Watch. Indeed, the Dark Suns have supplied nearly 25% more Astartes to the Death Watch than the average chapter, and mutated Battle Brothers are seen as having a successful career if they eventually join the Xenos Hunters. Many veteran Marines have gone on to become renowned watch captains.
0: Cool. Okay. so. You, you basically are talking about the two gene seeds. There is the um, betrose gland, which is the ability to spit acid, and then there's mm-hmm. the glotus, Um, and that is like the ability to track chemicals and stuff, and like track mm-hmm. your prey through t- through taste, right? I, I remember like correctly. That. Yeah, basically something like that. You basically can
1: your space brain can eat things and then get information. Yeah, yeah, it's two minor organs basically not yeah nothing insane but they're still to the chapter it's
0: it's a lot yeah <laughs> it's the end of the world yeah it, you know it goes back to them being dark angels at the end of the day and being uh, obsessively opposed to chaos and everything that comes with it mm-hmm. so even the slightest bit of taint is too much even though it's not chaos taint it's just
1: yeah they see it, it it's it, they see it more as like a road to chaos taint yeah 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 um
0: did you choose these two or were these just dark angels
1: already have these two gene seed flawed i chose these two okay was there a reason why you chose these two i wanted them to be minor organs yeah uh, st- stuff that wouldn't affect them like significantly but would you know still something that i could play with and then yeah. you know If they're missing a Neuroglotus or a Betcher's gland, it's not going to make them not space Marines. Yeah.
0: And especially since only like 15, even 33% of the chapter suffers from this. So it's not, it's
1: not the end of the world. It's it's not a huge number, but it is something that is concerned to them. And like I said, by M41, it's over, it's around 50% Mm -hmm. of Marines now have this mutation.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. I I liked that kind of, little bit at at the end with the death watch where you're like yeah okay the death watch they don't care they accept them and they have great careers Mm -hmm. there because like you said you pick two things that are really not a big deal at all but plays more into like the story of
1: their mentality mm -hmm. and yeah i like that these guys are very very radical in their beliefs um and like yeah like 90 percent of marine chapters aren't going to care about that those mutations like not a big deal so it's like death watch is perfect for them
0: yeah no, very cool. Okay. Early engagements. While the Dark Sun certainly could have begun operations prior to the earlier surviving records, the chapter's heavy involvement in several major engagements in M32 solidified its reputation as a zealous and powerful fighting force. Their most notable early achievements came during Abaddon's Second and Third Black Crusades. While they did not participate in the main fighting during the Second Crusade, in the Bellis Corona sector, they notably defended a mining world, Venric III, from the Trader Legion's forces, as well as a Chinchian demonic incursion, saving a vital source of the Imperium's raw material in the process. They received battle honors for the fighting and have since retained close ties to Venric III, recruiting more heavily from its population than any other source. In the battle, Maximo Furior fought a great duel against Dralel Shalvoth, the greater demon of Teznich, and commander of the Chaos Forces invading Venric. As the battle looked lost to the Battle Brothers, the Dark Sun's Maximo was able to strike a great blow against the demon and mortally wound it. As Furior stood over the demon to slay it and banish it back to the warp, the demon issued a curse. It damned the chapter and its battle brothers, stating that they would never find all of the fallen brothers and that the Dark Suns would be forced to search for them for eternity. It also vowed uh, revenge on the chapter, saying it would return due to the time to destroy Venric III and the chapter in one swift blow. Having Having breathed this vile curse, the chapter master struck the demon down, banishing it and the majority of its demon army with it allowing the Dark Suns to turn the battle in their favor, saving the planet. The chapter master had the curse written down after as a record for the future and a challenge for the chapter to overcome. During the third Black Crusade, the Dark Suns were one of many chapters called upon to help defend Cadia sector against the demon prince, Telemann. While they did not fight Telemann and his host directly, they once again saved a planet from destruction at the hands of the traitors. It was on Forge World of Agri-Canavania-7 that the Dark Suns once again earned battle honors, fending off a three-pronged assault of warbands of the World Eaters, Word Bearers, and Black Legion Chaos Marines, followed by a large contingent of Dark Mechanicum heretics. While they were victorious, the Dark Suns suffered heavy losses, losing nearly three full companies of Marines, including Chapter Master Furior during the heavy fighting. The tech, tech priests of the Forge World never forgotten the debt they owed to the chapter, and have readily supplied the Dark Suns with munitions, vehicles, and equipment ever since. While the chapter did earn the respect and praise of the Segmentum Obscurus at large for its actions, some more secretive operations during this time caught the attention of the newly formed Inquisition, and of the other Astartes chapters. During both the second and third Black Crusade, raiding parties were sent to various locations outside the chapter's area of operations, and subsequently referred to the complot, (laughs) refused to comply with any Imperial authorities, including other Space Marine chapters and even orders from another chapter master. These strike forces, unknown to other Space Marines in this segmentum, had been dispatched by the chapter master to hunt down and capture members of the Fallen that they had been sighted. These strike forces were sent with a singular purpose, refusing to do anything else, even assist other Astarides in fights to pursue their fallen brothers. This caused many chapters to accuse the Dark Sons of being traitors at worst or abandoning their duties at best. While these strike forces were ultimately unsuccessful in their mission, they did attract outside attention and the chapter was forced to lay low for several centuries to avoid further investigations. Subsequent so strike forces were always sent with either more secrecy or under the cover a larger operation the chapter was completing. The chapter would not see significant action until M34, by which time they had recouped their numbers lost in the Third Black Crusade.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cool. Um, yeah, it's cool that you came up with some Black Crusade shit, you know, Uh I like that kind of just fleshes it out and you didn't, you don't really even need to know much about what they did, but you gave just enough to know.
1: Yeah, no. And I try to keep it away from like the main final. Like they're not one of the chapters that's getting involved with the stuff that you normally read about. They're kind of off on the side doing their own stuff, but it's still involved just because they're like, there's a lot of
0: planets out there that were getting invaded. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, The curse. That's kind of neat. I'm Mm -hmm. curious if that will ever come back.
1: Dun, no i would never do a callback later and <laughs>
0: <Never. more. laughs> yeah the curse is pretty cool um it was a chinchian demon yeah did he have a name he had that name drow l shall voth
1: is that
0: a name demon or no. okay cool
1: i mean i came up with the name but yeah i just i was just like uh throw a bunch of letters together (laughs) throw some hyphens in there that's fine
0: yeah when i first read it
1: i'm like wait tau oh no demon
0: (laughs) cool uh yeah no i liked it cool couple cool engagements just fleshes it out a little bit more um i also like you don't seem to make like overpowered chapters you know when to write yeah they suffered a third of their forces like that sucked but you know you set it far back enough in time and it really doesn't matter but it looks like it matters you know Mm -hmm. yeah cool
1: Chapter Changes in the 20. Following their engagements in the early Black Crusades, the chapter moved to focus more on their primary mission, seeking out and capturing members of the Fallen. With a nearly 300 Marine deficit, the new chapter master pulled almost all forces from major conflicts and created nearly two dozen dedicated strike forces to track down and capture members of, of the Fallen. After the successful interrogation of almost two hundred members of the Fallen over the next two millennia, several Chaos warbands with members of the Fallen as part of their leadership began to conspire against the Chapter. Since its inception, the Chapter Masters of the Dark Suns had openly boasted, much to the consternation of other Astartes, that their Chapter had the best interrogator chaplains, evidenced by the fact that no Marine of the Dark Sons had fallen to Chaos a dubious claim concerning the repeated exposure to Chaos forces in multiple campaigns. The Chaos Warband saw this as a potential weakness and an opportunity to embarrass the chapter and set up a complex trap on the world of Agra, Prime, and late M35. When a Dark Sun strike team was dispatched to the planet following a lead, the Chaos Space Marines quickly targeted the group's chaplain, killing him while leaving the others alive. Over the next several weeks, the warbands poked and prodded the Marines, stalking them and tormenting them. While most of the Battle Brothers held strong against the corrupting influence of the traitors, several brothers, all of them with mutated gene seed, began to waver outside of the influence of the interrogator chapel. After killing most of the Marines that would not break, these Battle Brothers were coaxed into joining the warbands. They, in turn, set the entire chapter up for an ambush, calling in the chapter master and numerous strike forces to deal with the host of Traitors they had discovered. When the Dark Suns arrived, they found that two squads of Marines had fallen to chaos. Horrified, the chapter master, Callistus Pilus, led a massive assault against the Traitor warbands. The fighting was some of the hardest that the chapter experienced in a single week-long period, with over 120 Marines meeting their deaths against the Traitors. Several of the war bands were broken, never to reform, but the 20 marines of the Dark Suns that turned traitor escaped the planet. Chapter Master Pelos was mortally wounded wounded in the fighting. Before his death, he forced the remaining battle brothers of the Dark Suns to take a vow. The subsequent chapter masters would never rest until the 20 traitors were successfully interrogated. Since then, every Marine appointed to be chapter master has immediately left the chapter and set off alone to search for the 20 traitors. In the chapter master's absence, the Dark Sons have been led by a small council consisting of the first company captain, the chief interrogator chaplain, the chief librarian, chief apothecary, and another company captain on a rotating basis. Since the Agara Prime ambush, This chapter has been heavily criticized by fellow Dark Angels successors and Astartes chapters throughout the Segmentum. Many have berated the Dark Sons for their hubris and have labeled the chaplains, once revered as some of the best in the Adeptus Astartes, as incompetent. In response, and to ensure that the chapter never suffers such an embarrassment again, the number of chaplains has been doubled. Cool. Okay, it's so you
0: even just went heavier on like the dark angel vibe where it's like, now you have your own fallen. Yeah. Nice. I Uh like that. Um, They all got away. So that's also crazy. They lost 120 guys and then they all got away still. (laughs) Uh, I like the way you did your little council with uh, the rotating captain in there. I noticed it wasn't Mm -hmm. a tech priest. Was that intentional or just forgotten? Like there was no master of the forge. I get to that later.
1: There, okay. There's some stuff on that later. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that's there, cool. there is a reason why he is why they are not included in that.
0: Yeah, uh, the chapter master, he's gone. He's just off hunting, searching for clues. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, and then, like if he dies, they just appoint the next guy,
1: and then he just goes yeah. They hunting. will. Yeah. So uh, he's probably off on. I don't know if I go into this specifically. But he's basically got his own ship, and you know, chapter serves probably with him, um, and he's off hunting them. And then if he dies or uh, is uh, too wounded to continue, then they'll return to the chapter or let the chapter know, hey, chapter master's dead. Somebody needs we need a new chapter master. And then they'll get together, they'll elect a new chapter master, and then he will in turn yeah. go off into this kind of self and self-appointed exile yeah uh, until they interrogate the 20. Have they found any of the 20 yet? No. Uh, yes, I kind of get more into that okay. as, as time goes on because that haven't been M35 so it's been mm, 5,000 years yeah okay yeah so they've definitely yeah found some. Cool.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, recent conflicts. During the age of apostasy, the chapter saw some action defending its primary sources of recruits and supplies. Both Venric III and Agri Canvey VII came under assault from forces loyal to Goj Vandyr when the planets refused to supply ecclesiarchial military forces with resources and equipment. The Dark Suns was one of the many chapters declared to be traitors at the end of Vandire's reign of blood for standing against his mad decrees. They successfully defended the planets. Following the battles and the death of Vandar. the Dark Suns reorganized their chapter once again to more closely follow the Codex Astartes and their parent chapter, the Dark Angels, moving away from the roving strike force model they had held for so long. The chapter structure also returned to a resemblance of the Dark Angel structure, as well as incorporating a Deathwing, First Company of Veterans, and Ravenwing, Second Company. The major defining characteristics of the Dark Suns is the presence of nearly double the number of chaplains in the prescri- than is prescribed in the Codex Astartes. Another interesting practice that the Dark Suns implement in relation to their chaplains is promotion of the chaplains to leadership positions. All officer ranks, lieutenant and above, in the Dark Suns are filled by Marines who have served as an interrogator chaplain for a minimum of 10 years. This practice has resulted in a very low rate of corruption over the chapter. Outside of the 20, there have only been eight other instances where a Marine was deemed heretical, these cases all being dealt with before the Marine was able to flee the chapter. In recent times, M38, to M41, uh, with the chapter mutation rate nearly 50%, almost all the non-mutated Marines are designated for interrogated chaplain trainer After the period of at least 25 years of service, as well as a good battle record and approval by one of the company chaplains and the company commander. Marines of the sergeant rank are typically considered for this position. The high rate of turnover at the company chaplain positions, uh, there are two per company instead of the standard one, has led to some concerns outside the chapter as to the feasibility of such standards for leadership. But the chapter's incredibly low rate of heresy is at least some indication that the chapter, or that the chaplain training, is working. There have been gaps with the leadership for some companies due to the lack of available chaplains. Dark Sun's chapter doctrine states that all interrogated chaplains slots must be filled before leadership slots are filled. But over time, once new chaplains are trained, the gaps are often filled. <laughs> By 990-M41, the chapter was close to full strength and had heard word from most recent chapter master in exile, the Kulis Avendor, that he was in the process of hunting down the final three Marines of the 20 to be interrogated. However, disturbing reports emerged that the chapter master Avendor had been captured by a Necron dynasty, and was subsequently seen working in conjunction with the Necron towards unknown goals. The leadership of the Dark Suns uh, vehemently denied these claims, but inquisitors of the Ordo Xenos, as well as the Ordo Hereticus, were dispatched to investigate. The investigation would last nearly nine years, only being suspended at the outbreak of the 13th Black Crusade, when the Dark Suns were called upon once again to help defend the Segmentum Obscurus. Cool. Okay, so they do end up finding a lot of them. That's pretty sweet. I, I really like the yeah. way you've done your chaplains, man.
1: Yeah, um, that that's kind of, that was the main focus I wanted to do for this, uh, for the chapter, was just it like super heavy chaplain base Because I just, I really love the way the chaplain models work or look. So I yeah. really wanted to um, throw them in there and have them be like, the main focus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it plays into your lore of them being like super zealous. That's why Mm -hmm. they got a bunch of chaplains always yelling at them. (laughs) Yeah. It's cool. Like, yeah. Okay. So they have to be a chaplain for 25 years before they, they can get into these other ranks and all, Mm -hmm. I really like all those little details. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when they, when they change ranks out of that, do then do they then take off their chaplain armor and just kind of become the regular kind of
1: captain, or do they carry Mo- the skull helmet onwards? Or um, most do. I think I do mention a few marines later on who did keep like chaplain gear. Sure. Yeah, and maybe the we- odd guy keeps a crozarium or whatever. Yeah, or like the the skull mask. I think yeah. I've got. I, I don't have uh, the models yet, but I am planning on having like um, one of my Raven wing models. I think like the Raven wing leader who's technically like the c- company commander, but he's going to, is basically going to be a chaplain on a bike. So yeah. he's going to have like chaplain armor. He's going to retain that chaplain look, but he won't be in name. He won't be a chaplain. Yeah. Yeah. I see.
0: That's cool. Uh, And then you fucking left us on the cliffhanger of Chapter Master Avendor being captured by the Necron Dynasty.
1: Yeah, I'll give you uh, three guesses as to which Necron Dynasty it
0: is. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm.
1: I can imagine. I don't think I need three guesses. (laughs) I'd be disappointed if you did. (laughs) The Sotek Dynasty? Fuck!
0: Fuck no, it's not that one. No. Oh gosh, they're on the other side of the galaxy. <laughs> cool. Yeah, uh, we'll leave you guys all wanting more. The with, like I said, that's the perfect little cliffhanger spot with that uh,
1: chapter master being abducted, held against his will. And uh, j- just to, to tease the next time, the heading for the next uh, section is the Thirteenth Black Crusade and the Battle of Venric Three. So cool, you know. Yeah,
0: so they go back to Venric.
1: Yeah. Uh, Do they do they recruit
0: from more planets than just those two, Um, or do they kind of? So Venric
1: three is their main recruiting source. Yeah. Um, but they would recruit from other places as well.
0: Yeah. Just like they'll even recruit from just like planets
1: they pass by if they want. Yeah. Again, they're like they're jumping around system to system. If they're in a system, they're probably always going to kind of be recruiting probably from that system but they're always you know sending they're always kind of keeping a watchful eye on Ben 3 just because of this curse that was said and they know yeah. something's going to go on there so they've kept very close ties to them so they've they've consistently over the past 10 millennia always have been drawing recruits from them yeah. but they've been hopping around a lot as well so they're probably drawing recruits from wherever they happen to be at the time yeah just have a convenience.
0: Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Uh, very cool. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the next part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that's today's episode. Uh, thanks once again, Jack, for writing. Uh, we'll have to have you on for tomorrow's episode. Of course. Absolutely.
1: Cool. Uh,
0: well, thanks to all the listeners and uh, don't forget to support the show on Patreon and, uh, yeah, don't forget to write your lore and send it in. Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah. Throw that money at the show.
0: <laughs> cool. Bye. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each
1: new idea